Tampa Bay Rays podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, my name is Kevin Weiss. I'm Alyssa host of Locked On Rays, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Thank you for making the Locked On Rays podcast your first listen every day. And remember, Locked On Rays is free and available on all platforms including YouTube at Locked On Rays. Also, be sure to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Locked On Rays. And you can email us literally anytime, LockedOnRays at gmail.com. Ulysses, this will be our final episode of the week. We will not be having a Friday show. So we figured we'd give back to the fans. We'd give back to the Locked On Rays listenership a little bit. Not a player review episode today, but a mailbag and trivia episode. How about that? that? I love it. And we asked for some requests, some questions, some comments, and you guys came coming. Uh, So let's get rolling here. Uh, The first one, Ulysses, we have a voicemail from one of our OG listeners, Ty McCann. Do answering the TV 12 dilemma here with the 600. Do you want Do you want to bring that up again? Your Your question to me and the scenario, so people have some context of what Ty is about to say. I love Kevin. Yes. So last Sunday. Tom Brady became the first ever quarterback to throw 600 touchdown passes. Mm-hmm. Mike Evans gets the touchdown. He gives it to a fan, obviously by mistake, because that's a very precious football now. Yeah. Uh, worth hundreds of thousands of dollars. And so the fan gave it back. Mm-hmm. And he got uh, $1,000 in store credit. He got uh, season tickets, I believe, and uh, some, oh, he got a piddling amount compared to what he could have gotten on the market. open market Correct. for that 600th touchdown pass. So basically our question is, what would you do, Locked On Race listeners? So let's hear from Tom again on what he would do if he were that fan. What's up, guys? It's Ty McCann from Boston. Uh I thought it was kind of an interesting discussion that you guys started with the whole Tom Brady, Mike Evans, and the uh, 600 TD ball. And I don't know, it got me thinking because I've, I've actually had this conversation before with somebody and you guys were probing uh, the listeners to see if, uh, you know, what uh, they would do. And I'd be honest, I'm one of those people who believes that no, very, very, very few people actually go to a sports game. Uh, in the pursuit of catching a ball. I know there's some people that do it, and there's even that one YouTuber who who does it. Uh, but for the most part, the average fan does not go to games uh, with that in mind. I mean, maybe catching a home run ball is on their mind, but not, you know, in this in the, in the example you gave, you know, the Longoria 400th home run or the, you know, to be more, the more famous examples might be the Salvi Perez home run from this year. Uh, the A-Rod 600th home run ball. And just in general, I don't know. I don't think that while that is something that could be life-changing money, uh, it's just not, you don't pay money to go to a sports game thinking I'm going to make life-changing money by catching a ball and then selling it. And for me, I mean, I always thought 
this guy, this baseball player, athlete, whoever it is, has worked their entire life to get to this moment. And something as small as a baseball or a football or whatever it is, is more important to them. So just given that perspective, I would want to respect the player and give that ball back. I don't care um, how much the actual thing is worth. Uh, Let me just say this, Ulysses. Ty is a better person than I am because I'm going for the full bore money grab here. Uh, I'm telling you, the world would be probably a peaceful (laughs) place if more people thought like, like Ty, thank you for sending that, uh, Ty. And of course, anybody who's listening, you guys know it. Voice memos will get you on the show mm-hmm. anytime you send those. Um, I gotta tell you, I agree with his first premise. Okay. It's very unlikely that if you're going to a baseball game, your first thought is, ah, oh, I'm going to get something from this. I'm going to catch a ball. I'm going to get a, 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 a a baseball glove yeah. or a, a baseball bat. No, I think that's the minority. Kids definitely think about that. Right. I want to that's why that. you I, – I can't remember the last time I brought a glove to a game. I might have been 11 or 12. Yeah, I have not I done it since. I was yes. a I think maybe – no, I think maybe it did a little bit later on, like 15, 16, but that's it. I, I, don't, I don't bring one because mm-hmm. that's not my expectations. You know, I think after you take a stats class, you realize yeah. – well, you know, that's not, probably not going to happen. The percentages are not going to be in your favor. But if yeah. it falls into your lap, I'm not just handing that thing back. So, and it's kind of funny because, yes, we are a raised podcast, but there is some correlation here with what happened with Tom Brady and Mike Evans giving that ball away. First off, if you're the franchise communications PR, you make sure every player on the roster knows that, hey, Tom Brady very well likely is going to throw his 600th touchdown pass in this game. Else. Yes, that has to be due under no circumstances. <laughs> giving up that ball. Yes, exactly. Uh, remember that this, actually, this if you're a race fan, if you're an if you believe that you're a race fan to your core, mm-hmm. then you know that this thing exactly happened this year. For the Rays, I'm putting you in the hot seat, Kevin. Do you remember where this actually happened in 2021? Mm. If you're a Rays fan, DM us and tell me, I knew that, but don't lie to me. I, I will know if you, if you knew or not. It happened in 2021. Do you want me to try to guess what it is? Yes. Wander Franco's first career home run. That's a good one. Incorrect. Okay. Ryan Yarbrough's complete game at Yankee Stadium. Right. Brett Phillips catches it. <laughs> and what does he do? <sighs> he chucks it. He chucked it. He chucked it. Uh, just that's the lovable guy that he is. Yes. Um, but, yeah, so it didn't happen this season for the Rays. Uh, you know, I, I think with Ty, it's a, it's a very moral line, and I appreciate that there are people like Ty – I want to be like that. Yes. I just don't know if I. I think I would. I think I would. I would side more with the second person. Yes, uh, Carlos Herrera also checked in on this scenario. Of course, you, Ulysses, brought up the example of what if Evan Longoria comes back and hits his 400th home run, right? And you catch it as a fan. What do you do with that ball? You mm-hmm. give it back, or are you going to play a hard bargain to give up that ball? 
And Carlos says, here's my answer to the Longo 400th question. I give the ball back, but I want two tickets for Melissa, my wife, and I behind home plate for five games of my the full VIP treatment, plus a picture with Longo in anything he wants to throw in, like a jersey, signed hat, etc. So Carlos wants a couple things. See, okay, this is the middle ground. You've got Ty, you've got you've got Kevin Weiss. I, I want you don't want that Tom Brady ball is valued or expected to be valued at? Tell me how much. Between five hundred and nine hundred thousand dollars. Bleep out. No. No. No way. Yes. Five hundred to nine hundred thousand dollars. I read it in an article. I have it right here. Yes. Um the five hundred K at the lowest? Yeah. The ball is estimated to be worth upwards, let me rephrase that, upwards of $500,000, according to Ken Golden, the founder of Golden Auctions. Golden said the ball's worth could easily, quote, go for $900,000 when comparing it to how much 500 home run baseballs fetch on the open market. I have a lottery ticket in my hand. I'm not handing it back to the cashier. I have a great uncle that leaves a million dollar inheritance. I'm not just saying, oh, I didn't expect this. I'm, hey, I, I don't want anything to do with this. I didn't know my great uncle. No, I'm taking that money grab. I'm sorry. Uh, you know, I, honestly, like, I didn't know it was that much. Because even if it was like 200K, like, that's a lot of money. Still, though, no, that's a lot. That's a lot of money. That's a lot, that's a lot of cheese. But, you know, you know, maybe sometimes, you know, more, things are more important than money and, and you can get experiences out of it. However, yeah. Security, life security, that gives you 600, yes. 700K, 900 even. I mean, now you're turning me into the Kevin Wyatt. Here. Because you know what? If It's so important to have Kevin. Mm-hmm. It's so it's so dear to him. Exactly. You don't think he, if it's so dear to him, he's got 900K. Yes. It, and that's a, that's a drop in the bucket to a guy like Tom Brady or much, Evan Longoria. Do you know, I don't know, Tom Brady's uh, – contract uh, the salary do you know it's by, by any chance i think it's about 25 30 million dollars annual <laughs> give me your game check that's all i want give me your game check and we're good here's the thing and, 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 the, the first quarter exactly and, and i actually did find out that tom brady gave that fan after the fact of bitcoin which is i guess worth sixty three thousand dollars, whatever but still it, it's he he did not get the value of that ball that he could have gotten. And I say this to Carlos's point, you could get all that. You could get those home plate seats. You could get a signed jersey. You could get a signed hat. You could buy all that stuff if you get the money get in the advance. Money yes. With like, you know, 30 k And not even. I know. That's, so, uh, well, you know what? I think uh, – I didn't know how much it was worth, Kevin. I think I might have turned uh, into the here. Look, I, I'm not a. I'm. I'm glad that Ty did not bring up the name of that Twitter guy and YouTube guy that yeah. is ball hawking and you know, elbowing kids in the face to get baseballs. But if if it if I catch it, it's in my hands. That's a sign that I've got to take advantage. Hey, sometimes you got to take advantage of the opportunity, and that's what I would do in that situation. Sometimes the universe just smiles at you and just gives you a gift. And you're not just going to say, you know what? 
I'm not, I'm, I'm not, I'm not going to just say no to saving time and yeah. money by not using rock auto. Uh-huh. That's ridiculous. That's the thing is you you sell that ball for what it's valued at, right. and you could buy unlimited parts at Rock Auto. Oh my goodness, so many. Why choose to spend 30, 50, 85, 93, 100% more for parts in a car dealership instead of using Rock Auto? It doesn't make sense. Rock Auto is a family business serving do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years. Rock Auto prices are reliably low for every customer. They have everything you could ever need. Brake parts, tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. Go explore their easy-to-use website today to find the solution to your auto part needs. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Right locked on in their how-did-you-hear-about-us box so they know Kevin Wise and I sent you. Amazing selection reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. Okay, continuing with the mailbag questions here, we have a trade idea. Always love the trade ideas, Ulysses. Uh, RaysFan56 says, idea, trade Joey Wendell, Kevin Kiermeyer, Francisco Mejia, and G-Man Choi for DJ LeMayhew. He'd make a great Ray, versatile and makes contact, free up clutter in the Raisin field. DJ plays third, Lau at second, Franco at short, and Diaz at first base, or flip DJ and Yandi. Uh, what do you think? No. <laughs> Are we the pirates all of a sudden? Are we Neil Huntington here? Race fan 56, what are you doing, my man? You're giving up the bag. You're giving that football back. I mean, you gave the Tom Brady football in that trade and then said, you know what? I'll pay Tom Brady yeah. too. No, 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 100% no. Yeah. 100% no. I don't know if you should even go further. Couple questions. First off, you trade Francisco Mejia. Who's your backup catcher? Thank you. Renee Pinto, Rene Joseph Pinto? Odom, Blake Hunt certainly is not ready Ford yet. Proctor, those guys are in Montgomery. Yeah, you can't play Mike Zanino 162 games. As, mu as much as Kevin Cash probably wants to play Mike Zanino 162 games, you can't do it. you got to have a decent, actually more than a decent backup option. Yes. That's the one thing. And you're, you're already – overpaying big time where DJ LeMahieu's coming off a career worst year. In fact, Joey Wendell was more valuable than DJ LeMahieu was this year. Kevin Kiermaier was more valuable than DJ LeMahieu was this year. In fact, Kevin Kiermaier's had a better career war in nine seasons compared to DJ LeMahieu in 11 seasons. And here's the big thing among others, uh, money. We've been talking about money a lot on this podcast so far. He's on a, LeMayhew is, on a six-year, $90 million deal. How old is DJ LeMayhew? He is 33 years old. And he has five years left on this deal. So then you're going to have to trade him in a couple years where his value is going to be plummeted even further. It just, this deal to me makes absolutely no sense no. whatsoever. LeMahieu, good player, very good player, but you're giving up way, this way too much. Maybe Kevin Kiermeyer and G-Man Choi for DJ LeMahieu, but let's be honest, DJ LeMahieu, a lot of his, he's a professional, professional hitter, but 
a lot of his value comes from playing at Yankee Stadium where he can take advantage of the short porch and hit the ball the other way. And I don't even trust him to be a third baseman. That's not like his primary top spot. I don't necessarily want him playing second base where you have Brandon Lau and maybe some other options, Taylor Walls, for example. So you're theoretically thinking about sticking LeMahieu at first. So you've got a first baseman that's going to hit, you know, 10 to 15 home runs. Uh, again, I can't do it. If you go back to, I believe, 2018 to 2019, that offseason, the Rays actually did pursue yeah. DJ LeMahieu. And I think that was a great pursuit. That would have been an odd time. Yes. Because yes. you only get him for two years. He was younger. Uh, he he hit his peak around that time. Right now, that's just yeah. horrible uh, financial he, moves. He, and too much value. Yeah, he took a below mark. I mean, three years, thirty million dollars. That would have been a steal at yeah. the time. Now he's getting overpaid, and yes. that is going to be an albatross contract yes. within a couple of years. And I mean, this might be a little thing, might not be, but I just don't know how well he would fit into the Rays clubhouse. Either I'm, I get a little bit of mm-hmm. Hunter Renfro vibes of he might not really want to play along at the end of the day. Uh, remember, he's the same guy that said after the 2020 postseason, we were better than the Rays. We, we were a better team than the Rays. Mm-hmm. I, I, let's, I'm sorry, Rays fan yeah. 56, go back to the drawing board and hit us back again. Yes. We didn't like this one. No, we did not. We did not. Uh, This question from David Lopez. At the height of his career, do you think Wander Franco is a 30-plus homer guy? Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, I do. And you know what, Uh, David, you David Lopez, yes. Uh, Thank you for sending that in. Uh, Yes, I do think so. I do think so. You see... He's only 20, and he already has a good size build for himself. Mm-hmm. He, he's only going to get bigger. I mean, he's going to grow into his body. He's going to, you know, the discipline is – I'm getting ahead of myself in the positives for the, for the player review for Juan Franco here. Right. But, yes, I do believe that in, at 24, 25, yes. I think you're going to see that power come in. And it happens with these guys. Soto, mm-hmm. Acuna, um, Tatis – you're going to see that power just progress, and yeah. it's going to hit. Uh, like sometimes it's it's very sudden, mm-hmm. and, and so I think that's going to happen. Yes. Yeah, I think eventually. I don't know if it'll be next year or the year after, but David asked at the height of his career. Yes, I do agree with that. In fact, I think I could see very similar offensive numbers, at least power wise, with other shortstops, middle infielders like Miguel Tejada. And Hanley Ramirez, we look at a guy like Jose Ramirez. It took him a good couple years for him to really step into his power. And there's been comparisons made between Jose and Wander in their stance and swings. I think the only thing that maybe is holding Wander back a little bit, of course, he's still young and still maybe filling out and finding his strength and gain power a little bit, is uh, the power from the left side. I wonder when that is going to fully develop. We started to see it at the tail end of the season and into the playoffs, weren't both his home runs from the left side, but he's at least from what we've seen so far, 70 game season plus playoffs. He's been much better as a right-handed hitter than a left-handed hitter, but he's going to get more opportunities as a left-handed hitter because there's so many more right-handed pitchers. So I think that maybe pulls him back 
a little bit as far as the power numbers and power potential goes. But I think, and who knows, maybe down the line, they say, hey, do the Cedric Mullins and pick a side, pick the right side and be the best right-handed hitter you can be. We don't know that as of yet, but that happens with a lot yeah. of, of, of players. When you see a lefty hitter mm-hmm. and you see that they throw with the right hand, that's usually what happened. That's usually right. what happened. They started with both and then actually they just yeah. had a better swing at the left side and then they, they stuck with it. I don't think Wander Franco is the guy that's going to quit on anything. No. And I think because of his raw, pure talent, he's going to have a longer leash on keep, mm-hmm. keeping this going. And again, at the end of the season, it's not like he was like a bad hitter as a, as a left hand. I think he no. was like just, you know, average. And yeah. I think you can take average for a major league player at 20 years old. Mm-hmm. So, yes, I think at the height of his career, he will hit 30 bombs. I don't see that happening in the next two seasons. Yeah, probably not. And But we, we have seen that ability and potential in the sense of we've seen him – pull balls for homers. We've seen him hit them straight away. We've seen him hit them oppa. We've seen him hit oppa. Yeah, we've seen him hit all kinds of pitches too. Curveball, changeup, fastball, slider in pretty much every quadrant of the zone. And he's taken some he's deposited some very difficult pitches like you mentioned with the Chris Sale thing. Yeah. So I think eventually for sure he'll be that guy. Uh here's a question. Okay. Will he get 300 career home runs when it's all said and done? That is a good question. I'm going to go with yes. Again, look, Vladdy, in his first season, he had 123 games, 464 bats. You want to guess how many home runs he hit in 464 bats? Very similar to Yanni Diaz. I'll say uh, 15. Right on the money. Yeah. 15. This year, uh, 604 bats, 48 bucks. It comes with age. Yeah. You're going to see it in three years' time, not 2022, not 2023. Wait till 2024, and then mm-hmm. maybe put a little bit of a green Skittles on that online. Yeah, and, and more of the, the launch angle, I think, and fewer ground balls. That'll all eventually come. Again, he's just trying to figure out how to be a major leaguer, yeah. which was the first month, month and a half, two months. And then we see him post-All-Star break. He's playing like an all-star, <laughs> yeah. basically. He's the best hitter on – the Rays team for all intents and purposes after that. Uh, One more question before we get to trivia here, uh, or one more comment, I should say. This one from Amy Brain, who has been very nice to us in emails. Uh, She says, hey, guys, please discuss how fun Brett Phillips is. He was such a great addition to the roster. It was such fun watching him warm up in the bullpen in his pitching debut. Everything about him is so fun, even when he is striking out. He has a smile on his face. Such a great guy and teammate. Go raise, raise up. I'll tell you how much he matters to raise nation. Uh, I've never seen the whole line like that for a player mm-hmm. that he actually makes time. For a 200 hitter that's a part-time player? Yeah, but you know what, Kevin? People don't care about no. They, I mean, he just transpires so much love for the game, yeah. love for the fact that he's playing for his hometown team. It doesn't matter. Yeah. And, 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 and the crazy thing about it is we had this talk, Amy, uh, a few months ago about the face of the franchise. I, I, I uh, scoffed at it and we said, oh, Brett Phillips. You know who is doing the Instagram lives for, whole, for the whole MLB right now in the World Series? Brett freaking Phillips. Yes. Brett Phillips is right now the IG face of baseball. Yeah. I, 
to to scoff at the mention that Brett Phillips is the face of the franchise can no longer be an option. He's top three most well-known players yeah. right now for, for the Rays. This might go down as one of the best Rays trades of all time. What is Lucius Fox doing right now? Batting like 240 in AAA. Okay. That's what he's doing. But what Brett Phillips has brought to the table, not just we can look at his numbers and look at his war, but just what he's brought, the energy yeah. to the team and the fan base and has had some big moments in Lush. the World Series. And he had what? Uh, three grand slams in a span of 19 yes. plate yeah. appearances. Yeah. And, 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 and walk off home runs, the strut, yeah. the back throws, and even back throws, back throws. One of the greatest pictures ever taken at Tropicana Field, him holding that net after yes. that walk off, and kids are just all the him. Brett Phillips makes baseball fun, and we're very lucky to have him. He, and he. He realizes, he acknowledges, look, I'm never going to be an all-star. I'm never going to be a superstar. I'm never going to be a Hall of Famer. But he has a window. He has an opportunity to make an impact, not just on his life, but on kids that play baseball or are fans of baseball and raise nation, really, for lack of a better term. And there's guys out there, there's a lot, maybe the vast majority of ball players that they want to go to the ballpark, get their work in, and go home. They want to go home, go to the ballpark. Austin Meadows, Brandon Lau. But Maybe. some guys, Maybe. some guys are capturing the moment and not letting the business side get to them, not letting the pressure get to them, and are just soaking it all up. And that is what Brett Phillips does. And it I think it makes it a lot easier too. It could have been. You know, I, I don't know if he was doing all this stuff with the Royals or with some of the other organizations he was in, the Brewers. But the fact that, you know, he was born 10, 12 miles from Tropicana Field and he grew up going to Rays Fan Fest and Devil Rays games and yeah. Rays games. Like there's already that community vibe and hometown vibe what, that he has. He knows what it is to be a Rays fan. That means so much to us. And uh, again, world's okay is player yeah. baseball player like that's a shirt that he has i, I cannot th- this guy really has made the best out of this situation and you know how we always talk about clubhouse cancers oh mm-hmm. there's the opposite too yeah there's the guy that you you might win out a roster spot over somebody more talented because you know we like you we like having it's so you true here. it's we so like true having you here you wonder why guys are like, oh, he's a good player. He's been a good player, but why can't he find a job? Sometimes you just don't fit. Four organizations in two years. You're like, hmm, what's going on there? Yeah. Ten teams in seven years. Hmm. Does that seem like yeah. a guy that is very, very likable? No. Sometimes that happens. There are clubhouse cancers, but if there are clubhouse cancers, Kevin, there's the opposite too. That is true. That is true. Uh, look, there's so many... Here's the thing, Brett Phillips. He's he's got a he's got a career already molded out after baseball. He's going to work for MLB Network, or he's going to be some sort of team ambassador, or yeah. work in some sort of PR angle, or be uh, a broadcaster of some sort. He's he's got it all made, and he's 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 a guy that baseball should be marketing more. And it's good to see him 100%. part of the World Series broadcast because you have a lot of guys that. 
I'm too tired to do the social media thing. I'm too tired to sign autographs before and after games. But yeah. no, he, he makes an effort to do that. Now, maybe some of that is because he's not playing every single game and every single at-bat and every single inning. But I don't care. I yeah, love it. No, he's, he's, he definitely takes the extra step in the extra mile, for sure. Uh, Bet Online is back and better for a new web interface for the start of the ball season and more props, odds, and lines than ever before. BetOnline remains your number one spot for all the basketball and football action this season, so be sure to head over to their new updated desktop or mobile website to sign up today and receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use the promo code LOCKEDON, that's L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N, to receive that bonus. Bet online. It is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your favorite sports, and it's where the game starts. Bet online. Okay, Ulysses. Uh, normally, we do trivia and name that war on a Friday, but this is the last show of the week. So, That's Trivia awesome. Thursday. Hey, Let's go. it has a ring to it. Trivia Thursday. Uh, my trivia question, and then you'll be throwing a name that war at me. That's right. Um, so, in the World Series, we've got somebody managing by the name of Dusty Baker. Yes. Do you know how old Dusty Baker is? 72. You are correct. Uh, there's also a guy on the other side by the name of Brian Snitger. Do you know how old Brian is? He's a cool 65. 66 years old. Very good. Uh, so I preamble all that to tell you this. Um, it got me thinking. There's been a lot of managers that have been in the game for a very long time and that have accumulated a lot of wins. So in front of me, I have a list of 10 managers. No, wait, 11. There are 11 Major League Baseball managers, either active or retired, that have accumulated at least 2,000 wins. Ulysses, you do not have to name all 11, but I need four names. Four MLB managers who have accumulated at least 2,000 career wins in their lengthy coaching managerial Careers. Oh, that's a good one, Kevin. That's a good one. And you have three strikes as per usual. I'm going to go with Bobby Cox. You'd be correct. He is fourth on the list. 2,504 victories. I'm going to go with Tony LaRussa. Tony LaRussa is number two on this list. Tampa native, by the way, uh, and Hall of Famer. Really, uh, all these guys except one on Hall of Famers. That's a little hint there. 2,821 career wins for Tony LaRussa. Hmm. Hmm. At least 2,000 wins. Uh, Joe Torrey. Joe Torrey is number five on this list with 2,326 career dubs. So I need one more. Um, okay. Okay. Mm -hmm. Okay. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. 
Bruce Bochi. Oh my gosh, you are a wizard. What do you have? Are you are you cheating over there? Are you looking something up? Is that a data card? <laughs> this is on Kevin Kiermaier. Give that back, KK. Uh-uh, Stick that in nap. your back pocket. Oh my! Hand that to uh, hand that to the uh, bullpen coach there. Have them analyze that. No, Bruce Bochi, number eleven on this list. Two thousand three. I will give you one more. Yes, I will do the honors of that. Sparky Anderson. Wow. Yes, number six on this list, 2,194. You want to keep going or you think you're good? Oh, God, there's the guy that you... Uh, yes. What's up? Uh, give me the initials. Just give me the initials. Uh, the only other one I think the you old could guy. get old, is old CM. CM, CM, CM. Yeah, Kyle coached in the 1800s. <laughs> I don't think there were many Kyles back then. Um, Connie Mack. Fine, He's number one on the list with 3,731. So, cool. Matt, LaRusa, John McGraw, number three. Bobby Cox, Joe Torrey, Spark, uh, Sparky Anderson, Bucky Harris, Joe McCarthy, Walter Alston, Leo DeRusher, and Bruce Bochy. That's why I said name four, because there were four that I think you would most likely <laughs> yeah. get. But uh, you did get a bonus five. So, with that, Ulysses, you have a name that four. Hit me. I do. Let's go back to a time where we all didn't hate the Houston Astros, where we all kind of like, you know, mm. might have rooted for them. So let's go back to the last time uh, that they were, you know, good. And, uh, like, we liked them. Okay. Let's go to 2005. Okay. So 2005. Can I try to guess this player that you have as a name that wore? Of course. Hit me. Lance Berkman. Ah, no. He's okay. a pitcher. We're going with Roy Oswald. What is Roy Oswald's baseball reference career war? Roy Oswald's career war, and I am probably cheating because I know I have looked this up oh, at yeah. some point, and I have a mind or a brain of an elephant at times for some things. Okay. Some things not so much. But I am going to say that Roy Oswald's career war, and I'm not going to go through the Ulysses, you are a wizard with the, hey, this guy played so many years. He had so many all-star appearances. He probably had a uh, four or five more season in 2002. And then, uh, you know, he's, uh, he's he's done this, that, the other That's thing. That's a good Ulysses impersonation. Uh, 44.9 is Roy Oswald's career war. Very close. Yeah. Very close. One more guess. 51. Oh, closer. Oh, should we give it to him, folks? Let's give it to him. 50.0 mm. is his career war. I mean, this guy is just a three-time All-Star. Yeah, ERA title, NLCS, MVP, just a man's man. Mm -hmm. Great, great to see him pitch. I mean, those years in Houston, he was just one of the big guys, yeah. you know? Uh, I guess, you know, when he went to Philly, it all kind of you know, went downhill the second year. But, no, great pitcher of our youth. Yes. Uh, and there was another great Roy of that era, too. Roy Halladay. And they pitched together. Crazy. H2O, remember? We were in college when that happened. Man, oh man. That seems like 40 years ago now. Freshman. Crazy, crazy stuff. Yeah. 
Uh, anything else? Any any other housekeeping notes yeah. we should get off our chest? Okay, go ahead. Um, congratulations to Boomstick Nelson Cruz for getting yes. that Hey, that might have been my takeaway from Monday. Don't don't give away the kitchen sink here. Well, uh, no, really, that that's yeah. a really cool thing. That's an award. I think that uh, every MLB player, once they get to wear an MLB mm-hmm. uniform, they um, they really look forward to one day hopefully winning that. So very good for him and, and his work and his family. And, and that really means a lot to him. And uh, yeah, congratulations. Very well put. Very well put. Okay. Uh, thank you again for making the Locked on Race podcast your first listen every day. Now make your second listen the Locked on MLB Prospects podcast. It's also free and available on all platforms. And we'll talk to you next week on Monday.